Hi, welcome to the Church Split. My name is not Will. I'm Brian, but welcoming you to the Church Split anyways. As you know, probably that Will has been spending a lot of time at the hospital with his newborn daughter, um, that she hasn't been released to the hospital yet. So anyways, as the co-host, I'm filling in a little bit for Will uh, while he's out and dealing with all kinds of other life things. Um, so some of the other videos I've been in, a lot of them have been about pro-life, and I'm not going to disappoint you, and I'm going to continue on that tract. Um, so today I wanted to focus in on the life of the mother situation. So we talked a lot about different scenarios for abortion. We've talked with God is Gray and had an interview with her about what that means and and kind of the moral stance of it and from a progressive Christian perspective. Uh, we've also talked about some stats in general with comparing uh, states and countries and how their abortion laws may or may not affect the number of abortions. So today I wanted to kind of get into the life of the mother situation and that and it's because it affects affects me personally. I've talked about it a little bit on the channel before. Um, my son was born really premature, and we had one of those life of the mother situations come up. Now we didn't actually get asked. At least I don't remember anyone asking us if we wanted to consider abortion. Um, but that's definitely a situation that could have come up. And if we had a doctor that was maybe okay with late-term abortion, that may have been something they brought up. But uh, it was definitely something that we were we were dealing with, and my wife and I were always looking at it with all the lives involved. We were trying to uh, protect my wife's life as well as protect my son's life at the same time. So we were prolonging, trying to prolong as long as possible the pregnancy while monitoring my wife's health so that we could we could uh, have him in the womb as long as possible for all the developmental things that go along with it. The lungs are the last thing to develop when you're in utero, so that's something that we were really concerned about. So anyways, the life of the mother thing gets thrown around a lot, so I wanted to kind of dive into different types of pregnancies and, and so we can understand when life of the mother really comes into play. And is it a true statement that there's no life of the mother situations that necessitates an abortion after the point of viability, which is my stance. Um, so first type of pregnancy um, that a lot of people have run into is a, a pregnancy that ends in miscarriage. Now this is something that is is a baby dying of natural causes, right? It's not something that someone's actively doing. It's not an abortion. Some people mix up abortion and miscarriage. Miscarriage is the natural ending of a baby's life for many different reasons. Um, you could compare it to any, any person outside the womb as any kind of medical condition that causes a fatality. So that could be a heart condition, that could be a lung condition, that could be cancer, that could be a lot of different things. Um, just like us, that we have a lot of things that can kill us when we're walking around on earth. There's also a lot of things that can kill you while you're in the womb. And unfortunately, these happen a lot. Um, miscarriage is probably the number one killer of anyone. Um, mo the more more people die from miscarriage than anything else. So I don't think I definitely don't want to minimize it. And I know a lot of people have been affected by it. And it's definitely a tra tragedy when it happens. Um, and that that's because we understand that's a that's a human life. We understand that that was someone's child that was lost. Um, that wasn't them opting to not have a kid, but it was it was a baby that was snatched from them that they were not planning on. Um, so that's one type of pregnancy and how it can end. Um, another type of pregnancy would just be what I'd call a normal pregnancy. Um, and I'm personally jealous of anyone that's had 
that happen where you just had a normal pregnancy. Maybe the worst thing you had was morning sickness or uh, maybe the baby was in there just a week too long and it got really uncomfortable and everyone was just ready for the baby to come out. Um, you guys are lucky when that happens. Uh, rejoice in it. And if someone chooses to terminate a pregnancy when you're having a normal pregnancy, that is emphatically immoral. Um, there's nothing redeemable about that. That that was a bad decision. Now it's not to say that you um, you can't repent of that and and come back from that. Uh, God's certainly big enough to to take on that mistake, just like all the mistakes I've made. Um, I'm not here saying that choosing to abort is is the worst possible sin you could do, but it's it's a bad one and um, something that definitely requires some soul searching if that's that's affected you. And I'm not going to uh, deride anyone that that made that decision. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there and very well you could have been misinformed or you could have been intimidated by other people um so i'm not here to to scold anyone that had an abortion that's that's not the point but just this is about education this is about knowledge this is about understanding and about having conversations and that's what this channel is all about um another another type of pregnancy would be one that has a fetal development issue so this is there's a lot of different fetal development issues that they can detect there could be midline developmental problems. There can be genetic issues. There can be all sorts of things. Just like we can have sickness um, as adults that have a have a, uh, a fatal diagnosis, right? This is the same thing that can happen to a baby inside the womb, um, and it is it's something that's probably one of the most tragic pregnancy situations, right? You're looking forward to this this beautiful new life. Uh, maybe you already painted the bedroom and then you find out that, you know, it's very likely that you're going to miscarry. There's something that's that's not looking good from a developmental side. So that's something that's that's really hard for, for parents to handle. And um, I, I know a couple people that have been in that situation and there's no good answer because you're essentially just waiting for the baby to die. You might get lucky and the baby makes it to delivery. Um, and then might die then, they might die a few months afterwards. Um, had some friends of ours that had that happen, baby only lived for a month. Um, and just seeing, seeing a tiny infant coffin is probably one of the most tragic things I've ever, I've ever had to see. So, um, but I think it's important to, to address that from a moral perspective, because the question might be, if we know the baby is going to die, is it then moral to have an abortion? My perspective on that would be no, and here's a couple reasons. One, you're doing an active thing by killing the baby. If you're going, oh, I think it's going to die, I might as well just kill it now. Um, be the same as maybe assisted suicide for uh, grandma or grandpa, right? Well, we know they're going to die, might as well kill them now. Just it's some, it's this weird new age thing that we consider that humane. I don't think it's humane at all. Um, and the baby doesn't have a say in it, right? We're not asking the baby, hey, would you like uh, to die now instead of waiting two months? No one's asking them their opinion. So I don't think even to try to equate it to even someone that's asking to not be resuscitated if they have a fatal illness, I think it's a little bit different because they're at least, at least making that decision, right, where the baby doesn't get that decision at all. Um, the other thing to consider is sometimes the doctors are wrong, and it's actually remarkable if you look online how many stories there are of people that thought they were going to lose their child they thought they had a uh, fatal field development issue and then they get birth and lo and behold there's a beautiful healthy 
nothing wrong with a baby. And it's a lot of people consider that a miracle. A lot of people prayed for that and it happens. Um, so wouldn't you want to not make that mistake, right? I don't care how certain the doctor thinks they are, what they see on ultrasound. Um, at the very least, you can wait. Um, now, I'm sure that wouldn't be a fun wait, right? You're going through all the stages of pregnancy, thinking and expecting the baby to not survive. That's That would be difficult. But we're talking about from a moral perspective, is it moral to abort at that point in time? I would say no. I would say not. Um, and then the next one would be genetic issues. So these are issues that aren't fatal genetic issues, but might be undesirable to certain people, right? We've talked about on the channel before, Down syndrome. Um, there's been some countries that have uh, proclaimed with great rejoice that they have cured Down syndrome. And what they mean by curing is they mean they've aborted every single uh, Down syndrome baby so they weren't born so that they didn't have to have any. Um, and this is just tragic. This is something that that hurts my soul just to talk about or think about. Um, we just had uh, Laura Clausen on the channel, and she's got a great video called Blue Hair, which is, uh, which is poking fun of this idea, right? There's different genetic issues that we consider less desirable as, as a human race or as a country. Um, but that's probably not something you're gonna say to their face, right? These are things that aren't gonna prevent them from living. It might be a little bit more difficult life, uh, might not be. Um, some of the people with some of the strongest face I've ever met have been people with Down syndrome. Um, so I certainly want, wouldn't want to give them the opportunity to, to enjoy life, to love life, to love the Lord, to be saved. Um, to enjoy everything that we enjoy. I mean, people with Down syndrome can have a perfectly normal life. So to snuff out that life just because of, of a different number of chromosomes, in my opinion, is incredibly immoral and a dangerous precedent to set. Um, so there's other countries that are aborting based on gender, not any specific type of abnormality besides just not being a male. And they, they feel that males are better so when they genetically test the baby for being a female, they're like, well, that's not desirable. Let's kill that. That's just as bad. That's just as bad as killing it over Down syndrome. So those are the type of pregnancies I would classify as all the other conditions outside of life of the mother. So I'll leave that one for last, right? So the mother's life is at risk. There's a couple different examples of this, but I want to start this, this part of it just by saying, once the baby is viable, there is absolutely no reason for the life of the mother to abort the baby. Going through an aborted procedure after the, the baby is viable is just plain murder. It's, there's, there's no way to couch it as a clump of cells or any of the other cliches that the pro-abortion side uses. It is just plain murder because you know what you can do? No matter what situation that mother has, you can do an emergency C-section and have that baby out in less than 10 minutes. Doesn't matter what they have. I don't care if they're having a heart attack. Any situation that the mother has, if that baby's viable, you can pull that baby out and you can give it a chance at life. If you go through any abortion procedure, it's actually increasing the risk to the mother, right? Because they're still going to have to go through a birth. So killing it through poison or crushing the baby's skull or doing any kind of other terrible thing to kill the kid... Once it's viable, that you're just being extra cruel, right? Just give the baby a chance at life. And 
uh, one of the things that's cited a lot in like New York City or New York when they passed their their new abortion laws was, oh, well, mental illness. Think about if, if the mother's in mental distress um, with the pregnancy and they can't continue because of their mental state. Uh, so you can still emergency C-section the baby. I'm sorry. Killing the baby versus um, taking it out and maybe they, they don't want it anymore. Okay, then put up for adoption. I guarantee you that's a better emotional outcome for that woman than killing it. Plain and simple. So one that comes up before viability, um, which is something that happens in or at the stage and just after conception is what's called an ectopic or tubule pregnancy. And this is the fertilized egg has implanted in the wrong spot, in a spot that is going to end in the death of both the mother and the child, no matter what. Um, there's no misdiagnosis. There's no, we'll see how it goes. Maybe this one will be lucky. No, it's, it's a guaranteed death of the mother and child, at least at this point. Hopefully, science can figure out a way to solve this one. But until then, this is this is just a terrible situation, and the the mechanism or the procedure to end an ectopic pregnancy is is um, there's a few different ways, but essentially, um, science would not even call that an aborted procedure. It's a procedure to essentially remove the implanted fertilized egg from the wrong spot. And unfortunately, by doing so, is going to end the life of that child. Um, but it is not considered an aborted procedure. And I think, um, I think morally, we can look at this and, and say that this is this is okay. Um, now, this might bring up some interesting comments in the comment section, and I look forward to those because I think it's good to have this discussion. And I think it, we're being honest if we don't avoid this as people that are pro-life uh, or even abolitionists against abortion completely, because that ectopic pregnancy is going to kill the mother and it's going to kill the child regardless right this is this is going to happen no matter what if you can at least try to save the mother then we've done something good so it's not it's not i don't see it as an aborted procedure so that's something to consider but there's a lot of different situations that can happen where the mother's life might be at risk for some for some other uh situation and it is the moral duty of the doctors and the mother to try to prolong that pregnancy up until the point of vi viability so they can at least give the baby a fighting chance. And there's a lot of different ways that you can you can mitigate and treat different situations that might be risking the life of the mother or put them in a bad health situation during pregnancy. And that's something that we ran into. And it was very much a keep it keep the pregnancy going as long as possible to the point where it's just too dangerous for the mother and then give birth, either a C-section or normal delivery and get the baby out and give that baby a chance at life. So I'm not the only one that says this, but there was a, there was a um, representative named Joe Walsh that said this a few years ago, and he was fact-checked by factcheck.org, and I thought that was, the, that was the best refutation I could find to my statement here, saying that there is no reason to abort a child after that child is viable. There is no medical necessary reason None whatsoever. So they fact checked Joe Walsh for saying essentially the same thing. And I just wanted to give the situations that they brought up and just show that they really don't hold any water. Um, so one of the things they cite is cardiovascular disease. 
So first thing to point out, this is actually pretty rare. This is 0.2 to 0.4% of all pregnancy complications. Not all pregnancies, all pregnancy complications. So we're already talking in the realm of pregnancy complications, this is a rare one. But if it happens, it's a manageable risk um, and it can be monitored um, just like any cardiovascular issue for someone that's not pregnant. Um, obviously, pregnancy might be putting more stress on the heart, but it's manageable through different drugs and different treatment options. Um, the other one they mentioned was hemorrhage. So ironically, this is a health condition that often occurs as a result of having an abortion. <laughs> so if we're already looking at it from, oh, we're trying to protect the life of the mother, well, abortion tends to cause hemorrhages. Now, it's not something that happens every time, but it's if you just Google hemorrhage and, and um, pregnancy, you're going to find a lot of uh, articles actually about it happening after the abortion um, as, as a symptom or a side effect. Um, but bleeding during a pregnancy happens in numerous situations for many different reasons, um, and most of them are manageable. Um, and it can also be a symptom of early labor um, or miscarriage. So there's a lot of different ways this could go. It could be just an early sign of miscarriage, and it's, it's just an unfortunate situation. There's nothing you can do. The, the baby's dying. Um, but if it's not something that's either a sign of pre-labor or or a miscarriage, there's many different ways that you can manage a hemorrhage for a woman. Um, hypertension is another one, so this would one that would affect uh, me personally in our situation, which was my wife had preeclampsia, and one of the symptoms of preeclampsia is hypertension or high blood pressure. Um, this is uh, a condition that typically happens, especially for preeclampsia, happens after 20 weeks. Um, so 21 weeks is kind of the, the magic number at this point in the world for uh, when we can really say babies, that viability number keeps seeming to be pushed lower and lower. Um, but preeclampsia is something that happens usually later in pregnancy, um, either at the end of the second trimester and the third trimester. And if it happens, it's it definitely can be really dangerous to the, to the mother, right? You have the potential for it becoming clampsia, uh, where you have uh, essentially the veins are leaking into the body. There's there's um, all different side effects from that, including seizures, heart attack. Um, it can be bad. Stroke, they, the mother can even stroke out. So you can monitor these situations, and you're going to keep the, the mother uh, as monitored as possible and treated until the symptoms cannot be treated anymore, then the moral thing to do would then emergency C-section and try to, uh, as long as, as you can keep the baby as healthy as possible. But again, you're trying to keep the, both the life of the mother and the child in balance, right? You're trying to think of them. It's not a treatment of just one, not a treatment of just other. If you're thinking of just the baby, not the mother, which is what the pro-abortion crowd would accuse us of being, it's not that, and it's not also just the mother not thinking about the child. It's both. Think about both lives the whole time. Um, another one that they mentioned was infections. There's so many different infections that, that could happen during a pregnancy. Uh, vaginal infections are typical and easy to treat. They are not something that's going to threaten the life of the mother too bad. Uh, but there are many other various treatment methods for different types of infections, um, but they don't necessarily subside with an abortion either. So not something that's necessarily just the ending of the pregnancy is something that's going to treat it. Whereas going back to hypertension, high blood pressure, preeclampsia, the only treatment really for that to solve that condition is no longer being pregnant. So that's why you're pushing it as long as possible, the pregnancy, balancing the life of the mother and child, and then and then uh, give birth to the baby um, so that they can they can survive and then um, start managing the, the final symptoms for the mother so that they can get healthy again. Um, and the last one that they mentioned from the fact check was embolisms 
Ironically, again, this is a common side effect of women who've had an abortion. Um, so again, something to think about, just uh, these idea of safe abortions, um, they're almost never safe for the baby and they um, are not always safe for the mother either. So it's something to consider. The safety actually hasn't really changed that much since before pro, uh, Roe versus Wade and after. It's not like we've gotten way better at, at abortions. It's a risky procedure. It's And there's a lot of different dangerous ways we're doing it. And there's been a lot of stories out of Planned Parenthood and some of the other places that, that are not really managing the mother's health well. Um, that's why there's been a lot of other legislation proposed that are trying to at least manage the health of the mother. And, and the pro-abortion crowd might see that as a way to slip in new pro-life regulations, like maybe forcing the doctors to have admitting privileges in the hospitals. But Abortions can be risky, and having those admitting privileges means that they could potentially save the mother's life. So it's not just this little sliver that we're trying to get for the pro-life people so that, oh, we're going to inch our way and get rid of Roe v. Wade. Now, there might, people, might have some people that are thinking that route. There's a lot of just life of the mother situations on top of those two. And just to be against that at all because you don't want to lose any ground at all to the pro-life crowd is, is immoral on top of everything else going on. So put this all into perspective as we kind of conclude this, there's only about 600 women that die each year from pregnancy or giving birth. Now that's, in my opinion, 600, way too many. I'm not uh, belittling or minimizing the deaths of those women, but I just want to put that in perspective here because when we compare that to 800,000 plus abortions every year in the United States, that's a huge number. So when someone's giving you the rationale for why abortion's okay because of the life of the mother's at risk, um, it's, I think it's okay to push back. Just like the same idea of using rape as an excuse for abortion. Right, I think Ben Shapiro had a great uh, explanation to this. If if we can agree that normally abortion is wrong and just the general circumstance of it's inconvenient for various different reasons, if we can agree there, then we can start talking about the nuances of life of the mother, rape, incest, whatever, the, the ones that are on the fringes. But if we can't agree even on the majority of abortions, which in our other video we talked about 83% of abortions are done for some reason of convenience, if we can't agree there that that's wrong, then we're not. Then it doesn't even make sense to argue about life of the mother or argue about rape or incest because those are fringe cases. Those are cases that that only make sense to debate once we actually understand and can agree on the whole. So. Anyways, I hope this was informative. I hope this helped you have discussions with people. Um, abortion's one of the most misunderstood topics in our country, and I think we're seeing a revitalization of knowledge and understanding about it. We're seeing more people push for uh, more pro-life policies. I think we're understanding how it's immoral. Um, our video interview with Laura Clausen the other day was, was really popular because I think it really strikes a chord. And she was a great example of someone who's, who's unapologetically pro-life. And she is doing it in a country that has um, um, hate speech laws that they could consider even advocating for the life of an unborn child as hateful. Um, and she could potentially lose her freedom because of that. And that's, that's really concerning. So let's stand up for people that are standing up for for the unborn um the bible is ca calling us to care for the weak care for the undesirable care for the ones that need protection and i can't think of a more better example of that in all of humanity than those that have no voice at all have no ability to advocate for their own freedom for their own health 
um, for their own life. And so that's why um, that's why I'm so pro-life. And really, the the situation we had with, with my son and my wife's pregnancy that really changed my mind. I was before one of those people that was like, "Well, you know, I'm pro-life, but you know, I I'm not going to tell anyone what to do." And that's not a moral stance. That's that's a convenient stance. That's an uneducated stance, um, and it's something I had to really come to terms with. And uh, being confronted with the true humanity of a child, even at 25 weeks, a, a child that um, is can be legally aborted in several states, all of Canada, several other countries, um, when you can hold in your hands and see the true humanity of a child and see everything that resembles a normal infant and realize, oh, okay, it's not even normal infant versus premature infant. It's like, these are all the same. This is just a child. And once you realize that there's no line that you can draw between those two, there's really no line you can draw from even a 25-week baby to to just a fertilized egg. Um, it's all human life. And so I hope this helps you guys have conversations. I hope it was informative, and I really appreciate you guys listening to me instead of Will. Will, let me know how I did, if this is as good as you, but I'm doing the finger guns in honor of you, even though you're not here. Uh, guys, don't forget to subscribe. We're having a lot of growth. Uh, please share the videos. Please listen on audio, and, uh, and definitely give your feedback. We really appreciate listening to you, and you know, we always love commenting with you. Thank you for listening. This has been The Church Split.